Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at ADCES24.org. Welcome to ADCES's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm your host, Kirsten Yale, Associate Director for Research at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Many of you already know of ADCES as a membership association that is working to empower the work of diabetes care and education specialists across the country. But did you also know that ADCES has an expanding research enterprise? Thanks to the efforts of the ADCES Research Committee, the editors of our peer-reviewed journals, the Annual Meeting Committee, the ADCES Foundation, and so many others, we continue to expand the evidence base for the value of the DCES and the science of diabetes self-management and care. Though we've made noteworthy strides in our research initiatives, as in any field, there remains a gap between the science and the application in real-world practice settings. Joining me today is Gretchen Piat, Vice Chair of Learning Health Sciences at the University of Michigan. Gretchen started her career with an interest in community health and completed her graduate training in epidemiology. Her early exposure to working with diabetes care and education specialists in the community setting sparked an interest in focusing her career on diabetes and population health. She was an early adapter of implementation science methods, and her research has paved the way for the adoption of innovative health services in real-world practice settings. Gretchen's work exemplifies our new ADCES research agenda, and I'm excited she is here to share her experience as we gear up to advance implementation science in diabetes care and education through the 2022 ADCES research agenda. Gretchen, welcome to the huddle. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, we are so pleased to have you here, especially since you really do exemplify this work in multidisciplinary research that we've looked at for the past, probably in population public health for the past 15 years, where, you know, researchers can't work in a silo. We have to partner and reach out to the community and clinical settings. Um, and your work, again, really exemplifies that. But I know you really well, and I've loved working with you this past year, but I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners so they get a chance to get to know you. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Gretchen Pyatt, and like Kirsten mentioned, I've been working in diabetes for over 15 years now. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, and I went to school at the University of Pittsburgh, where I worked at the University of Pittsburgh Diabetes Institute. And that was really where I began working solely in diabetes care and education. And I think what drew me to that area was really my background in community health. And then I went on to get graduate degrees in public health and epidemiology and my work sort of transitioned into always working with the community and also always working with diabetes care and education specialists. 
and really wanting to demonstrate the value of the diabetes care and education specialist in all of the work that I do. And as time went on and changes in research happened, I became more and more interested in implementation science. And I think that implementation science provides a fantastic area for diabetes uh, care and education specialists, because it's really taking all of the evidence that we know and implementing it into practice, which is where the diabetes care and education specialist is. Uh, So I think that there's a ton of opportunities in this area. Well, I can tell you, we really appreciate your focus on the value of diabetes care and education. And that's really evident in your work. And You know, just listening to you talk um, and reading some of your work, you've really been on a journey. You've kind of swerved through so many different areas like you, you just alluded to, you know, community health, diabetes care and education, implementation science. And sometimes I think, is it implementation science that allows you to sort of keep a focus as you take this broad picture of what you're trying to do, but maybe implementation science helps you kind of focus in? I think so. You know, like you said, Kirsten, I have focused on a lot of different areas in diabetes. I mean, I've worked a lot in diabetes prevention. I've worked with different diabetes technology um, innovations. I've worked with diabetes education and diabetes care and education specialists and diabetes management. But I think you're right. The grounding comes from the implementation aspect of it, because regardless of whether it's technology or education or prevention or any of these other things that we all focus on so often in diabetes care, there's evidence behind all of it. And we know that the diabetes prevention program works. We know that diabetes technology works. You know, we know that people who wear a Continuous glucose monitor, they do better. We know that people who lose weight decrease their risk of developing diabetes. But we need to take all of that information that we know and make sure that it's implemented into practice uh, and into the standard way that we're providing diabetes care and education. So listening to you talk, it sounds like you are talking about what we've we've heard for the past, say, like 20 years, this big focus on translational research and this bridge between the bench and the bedside. Where does implementation science fit into that picture? Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction because we hear, like you said, so often about diabetes translational research. And I remember sitting in conferences 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and listening to sort of the folks who we considered sort of the grandfathers of translation or diabetes translation. You know, at that time, we were really talking about T1 translation and T2 translation, basically bench to bedside, bedside to clinical practice or the community. But that translational spectrum has grown so much over the years that now we're talking about phases of translation that go from T1 translation, which is, you know, bench to bedside or all the way to T4 translation, Mm -hmm. which is really focused in policy. So when I think about implementation science, I tend to think of it 
falling in the T3 to T4 areas of translation, um, really where we are taking the evidence that exists and implementing it into real world settings that then allow different policies to be developed and implemented uh, in large ways, in structured ways across big, big populations of people. So how do you make that happen? Or what are the, I mean, what would you call the key components of making that piece happen? Um, there's a, a few. I think one of the ones that I think is extremely important, and this goes back to my work in community health, engaging stakeholders, in my opinion, is one of the best uh, and critical ways to start that implementation into practice. I think that it's so extremely important that you're engaging your stakeholders because you know you yourself or me as the researcher coming into a community, I don't know the most about your community. You know, the stakeholders who live in that community, who work in that community, they're the ones who know the most about the community, about the people there, about what's possible. So, you know, engaging those stakeholders and figuring out who are your most influential stakeholders, who are your champions, who are going to champion this work. Um, a lot of times it may be someone at a health system. Sometimes it's someone who has a clinical background, like a physician. But it's so important to have that buy-in from people who will not only benefit from the work that you're doing, but who have also have interest and influence in the work that you're doing. So when I hear people talk about engagement, especially researchers and the way you're talking about it now, I mean, I can see clearly that that's where the diabetes care and education specialist fits. It's, it's a talent that they have, or I would even say a skill set. Absolutely. In their training, right? Yeah. So that brings me to when you think about implementation science mm -hmm. and diabetes care, is that your why? Is this engagement piece, um, engaging stakeholders, is that where you see the biggest impact? Or maybe I should rephrase that and say, why do you do this, this kind of work? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I think that it goes back to my roots in community health, in public health, and in my very early days of working every single day with diabetes care and education specialists. I mean, we all worked in the same environment. Um, I learned so much from them about how to communicate with patients, about how to empower patients. What I learned over the years was that the value of the diabetes care and education specialist absolutely needs to be highlighted and we need to continue to demonstrate the value. And there's not enough diabetes care and education specialists for the millions of people who have diabetes. I think that if we continue to demonstrate that, yes, diabetes care and education specialists can bill for their services. Yes, they can do a lot of the things that sometimes providers do things like titrating meds, titrating insulin. You know, I think that's how we demonstrate the value. And that's, that's how we continue to make an impact so that people with diabetes benefit. 
diabetes management gets better, diabetes care gets better, and that ultimately leads to improved diabetes outcomes. You mentioned something early on there about there's not enough diabetes care and education specialists to reach the population that needs them. And if you knew how many times a day I hear that, it's almost every day. And it's absolutely right. There's not enough to go around and that that could be a whole nother podcast in itself. But um, right. if I can kind of switch tracks a little bit here, you know, just listening to you for this first part of our conversation, where you really talked about how you've worked and how you've grown and worked with diabetes care and education specialists. And, you know, you learned the value and you're a champion of the value of the DCES. And you really exemplified that when you worked with a team, mm -hmm. this a multidisciplinary team, mm -hmm. I'll say, not just diabetes care and education specialists. It was a team of researchers from really across many disciplines that came together to build the very first research agenda for the organization. Um, and I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, kind of working through and developing this first research agenda. Yeah. And like, what are your favorite pieces of it? I absolutely enjoyed uh, or enjoy working with that group, uh, the research group. I mean, we come from a ton of different areas. So, you know, public health and clinical and technology and mm -hmm. psychology and we're coming together to really make a roadmap for what this research agenda for the organization is going to look like as we go forward. And, you know, there was a lot of talk at the beginning about, well, should it be implementation science or should it be health services research or should it be economics research or, you know, and I think that what we were able to do because we were so multidisciplinary was to take a little bit of all of it and make sure that it got woven into this research agenda that, yes, uses implementation science, I would say, as the backbone mm -hmm. of the agenda. But it also includes technology and telehealth and diabetes care and education and peer support and, you know, so many things that are so, so critical uh, in the work that we do for patients with diabetes. So that, I think that's sort of my most favorite part about it was just all of these really great and innovative ideas coming together to form what, what I think is a great roadmap for leading the organization forward in terms of the research agenda. When I read it, and again, like we were so involved in the weeds, and then you take that step out and you look at that big picture, you really realize the impact of the work of this group and the difference that it can make for this population. And like you said, truly is a roadmap for people to make an impact going forward or lay the foundation in their health systems. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, when we have this roadmap, I would love for that roadmap to get out to diabetes care and education specialists who are practicing in this clinic or that clinic or in particular geographic areas where maybe they're not tied to an academic medical center or anything like that. But, you know, having it so that they have something to refer to um, so that they know that they're also part of this process of implementing this evidence into practice. And it's not just for people who consider themselves to be research focused. Right. 
you know, I sometimes think in health systems, implementation science, you know, it is gaining recognition. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is an optimal time mm -hmm. for DCESs to have a seat at the table and to really understand where health systems are going and where the interest is. You know, to anybody who's out there, a DCES who's out there listening, what is a way that they can get involved in this kind of work in their health system or in their community? Can you give them any practical tips? Yeah, I mean, for folks who are non-DCES, just making sure that you're referring to the DCES mm -hmm. um, or DSME services uh, in your health system. You know, we struggle a lot with referrals. That's an implementation science problem of its own um, <laughs> that, we, that we need to focus on. But, you know, making sure to refer, I, I would say, number one. And then, you know, for any DCESs that are out there who aren't members of ADCES, I would absolutely recommend that you get involved and so that you have the latest resources and practical evidence-based guidance that the organization has. And if you're looking for a website, et cetera, you know, head over to diabeteseducator.org backslash research, and you could definitely stay up to date on any of the new opportunities uh, that are out there that you could possibly share with colleagues. And then just support the ADCES Foundation, whether that's through funding research and grant opportunities for diabetes care and education specialists or volunteering your time. Uh, I think anything and everything we can do to support uh, ADCES and its mission is so, so critical in helping people with diabetes. I truly appreciate you guiding people to the research page and talking about these opportunities. Ultimately, it does help people with diabetes. That is the goal. Um, and there are many opportunities. So we have the ADCES Fellowship. We're putting out a request for proposals for uh, research opportunities. So all of those will be on the research page where you can also find the ADCES research agenda. And we'll put all of those in the show notes. But Gretchen, Thank you so much for, well, actually, I should say thank you so much for your collegiality this past year, your partnership, your insight. And, I, you know, I hope we get to work with you for many years to come. And I will say your leadership on putting this first research agenda together. It's been incredible to work with you. Well, thank you. And I feel the same way. I mean, I truly enjoy working with the group um, of like-minded individuals who, you know, we have one goal in mind and we want to help people and help people who have diabetes. And um, that's what motivates us. So I am more than happy to continue my relationship with ADCES into the future. Which means we're going to have you on for more podcasts, right? <laughs> okay. That's a deal. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Gretchen. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Huddle. As you just heard from Gretchen, implementation science is an area of research that is vital to improving community health. ADCES recognizes this and is working to push research opportunities that contribute to the evidence base for effective diabetes care, while further expanding opportunities for diabetes care and education specialists. To formally recognize this need to engage health services researchers interested in implementing services that positively impact outcomes, the ADCES Research Committee developed a research agenda for 2022 that guides the association's strategic research priorities and opportunities. 
Check out this new research agenda and the many other research opportunities available through the association at diabeteseducator.org forward slash research. Links to specific pages are available in the episode show notes at diabeteseducator.org forward slash podcasts.